Hello and welcome everybody to another Train Lang podcast. Today with me, we have Peter. Peter, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Stefan. How about you? I'm doing good. Thanks. I'm excited about this podcast. Good to see you I again. Absolutely. Be, I think it's going to be really useful uh, for our listeners. Okay. We are, we are now trying to apply grammar to different topics. So, so Peter, what's the grammar today and what's the topic we are going to be speaking about? Yeah, so the topic today we're going to grammar basically is uh, relative clauses, defining and non-defining relative clauses. And the topic that we're going to practice this grammar is speaking about illness. Very good. So we all have illnesses. We all have family members that are ill, sick. They go to the doctors. So using relative clauses when speaking about this is really useful. Okay, so let's start with the first question. What are relative clauses, Peter? How, what do we use them for? Yeah, they're very important, uh, Stefan, in, in English because they are used to give more information. So they provide more information about a noun in a sentence. So we can identify these uh, relative clauses, for example, uh, the pronouns who, which, that, whom, whose, and uh, they defining and non-defining. Yes, we also have where, when, and these these words are good to mm. introduce that uh, clause. Yes, we remember that a clause is a part of a sentence. Okay, it's a section, and yeah. these pronouns they introduce that clause. I have a good example for you. If I say, "Hey, Peter, that's the house." Okay, what, what, uh, what about that house, Stefan? Uh -huh, so give me that's more information. Yes, it's not enough. We, you need more information. Let's repeat. Hey, Peter, that's the house where I was born. Okay, that's different. That's different. Are you telling me you're giving me more information? Yes. I'll give you another example. Hey, Peter, do you remember that day? Okay, uh, what day are you talking about, Stefan? <laughs> Very good. So, <laughs> without the relative clause, it makes no meaning. There's no meaning there. Yeah, you need more information. Okay, I'll repeat this, the question. Do you remember the day where we were stuck at the airport for 24 hours? Good. good. Now it makes sense. It makes sense because you're providing more information. Exactly. And that's what these uh, relative clauses or relative pronouns do. They, they give more information. Um, who, when we speak about people, um, where, places, when, time. Okay, whose, when it belongs to something. And we can also use these relative clauses to join two sentences together. For example, if I tell you, Peter, there's the house. My aunt wants to buy it. Okay, that's two sentences. Is that the way we speak in English or do we try and do something different? No, we definitely try and do something different. Although the two sentences can stand on their own, uh, we need to join them together. So maybe it could be better to say, well, there's the house that my aunt wants to buy. Good, perfect. What about so this one? What about this one? Yeah, perhaps another one for our listeners, uh, Stefan. Uh, an old man answered the door. He was Jake's grandfather. 
Okay, so those two sentences, as you said, they stand alone. They they have correct meaning, but we don't speak like that. We try to to shorten things, to cram them together. So then I would say uh, an old man who was Jake's grandfather answered the door. Excellent. That way we, we, we make one long sentence. And this is really good also when we are doing writings, writing an essay, writing an article. It's good to to use relative pronouns to join sentences. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned before that there are two types, yes? What are the two types and what's the difference? So let's take all the first one there, uh, Stefan, defining relative clauses. So these are clauses that now provide essential information uh, to, to recognize uh, what are we actually talking about. So a little bit of uh, information here. They cannot be removed from the sentence. Okay, we want our listeners to keep that in mind. And uh, also keep in mind that if we remove the defining clause uh, in a defining relative clause, then the meaning of the sentence changes or the sentence has no meaning at all. So we need, to, we, need to keep that, we need to keep that in mind. That's it. Defining, defining essential basic. If you take that information out, there's no meaning. We don't understand. Um, if, imagine that we are in a car park and yeah. I say to you, Peter, the car is mine. I've taken out the defining relative clause. Do you understand what I want to say? No. Do you know which car I'm talking about? You need to give more information. Exactly. So I need to add. So now the information we give, that's a defining relative clause. So I can say the car that is at the very back is mine. Mm. Okay. So good. And then we have non-defining. Non-defining is the opposite. Now what we provide is non-essential. Okay. Students find it hard to remember defining, non-defining. So it's good to remember non-defining, non-essential information. Mm. You can take the information out. You can, without that information, the sentence is fine. The meaning yes. is fine, okay? And we usually uh, put these between commas. Good, so an example there uh, possibly could be, Stefan, um, the teacher who graduated from a very prestigious university explain the concept clearly. Now, remember earlier on you said we want to keep the sentences short and concise. Uh, the the non-essential information here is uh, who graduated from a very prestigious university. The reality is we don't need to know that. Uh, we can simply say the teacher explained the concept clearly. Exactly. That, that also makes sense. But here now we are including information that's really non-essential that's not essential exactly we can take it out or we can leave it it's all fine no? and it's important that exactly. it goes in between with those those commas uh, mm. there's an example i always like um, the doctor gave me this medicine does it make sense the doctor gave me this medicine. the doctor gave me this medicine it makes sense but i can say the doctor who plays golf with my granddad at the golf country club every Friday at 5 p.m. gave me the medicine. Okay, all of that is non-essential. We don't need it. Okay, but I said to you, okay, get crazy. to the points. You need to get to the points. <laughs> What's the point you're trying to make? <laughs> Very good. Okay. Very good. 
Yeah, I like okay, it. Okay, so now, so now, how are we going to apply this to speaking about illnesses when we are sick? Um, how do we use it? Well, it's good for us to uh, some, use some examples, eh? Of how we can incorporate these relative clauses into discussions about illness. Uh, the flu, which is a contagious respiratory illness, is spreading rapidly. Okay, good. I like it. That's a non-defining, yes? It's non-defining, yeah. Good. We can say the flu is spreading rapidly. The flu, which is a contagious respiratory illness, is spreading rapidly. I like that example. Good. So it's like okay, non-essential information, eh? which is a contagious respiratory illness. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So we need to also make sure that when we say non-essential, maybe it is important information. We are, we are not saying it's not important information. Yes. It is important. That's why we say it. But if we take it out of the sentence, the meaning is fine. We understand the meaning. That's that's yes. the main point. Very good. Okay, I'll say another one. People who have diabetes need to monitor their blood sugar levels regularly. So mm -hmm. people who have diabetes need to check their blood sugar levels. Good. This one. Another one. Is, yeah. Yes. And I, sorry, just another example there. My friend Jane, who had a severe case of COVID-19 last year, is still recovering. Yes, that's it. So here we're talking about, about different people who or which have different situations. Okay, when talking about symptoms, here's yeah. one. I had a terrible headache. That sentence is fine. I'm going to add a non-defining uh, non, non clause. I had a terrible headache, which was a symptom of the flu. Okay, so here in this sentence, the non-defining relative clause is at the end, is not in the middle. But there is a comma separating the two parts. I had a terrible headache, comma, which was a symptom of the flu. Yes. Another one very similar to that is uh, she experienced nausea and vomiting. There's a comma. And which are common with food poisoning. Very good. That's so, it. Exactly. So yeah, we've got some interesting vocabulary also with um, uh, with illnesses. We've got the headache, nausea, vomiting, food poisoning. To Those are very it. good. Mm. Very good words. In fact, let's let's move on to looking at some of these. Uh, well, let's do a few more examples, and then we can move on to vocabulary. Good. Uh, another one: medical history. I mm. can say the man whose father had a history of heart disease is cautious about his diet. Let me repeat that one, it's quite long, lengthy. The mm. man, comma, whose father had a history of heart disease, comma, is cautious about his diet. Um, is there any vocabulary there that's quite useful? Absolutely, heart disease, heart disease. Associated with illness is a good one to keep in mind. That's it. Uh, patients with a family history of allergies often develop similar sensitivities. Uh, so here, 
allergies. What allergies? Yeah. It's important. Something you're allergic to. See. Perfect. So let's move on to some more vocabulary to speak mm. about illnesses. Okay, illness, that's the first one. Uh, that's uh, when you have bad health, when there is something wrong with your health. That's an illness. In fact, we say, I am ill. It is the same as I am sick or yes. I have a bad illness. Mm. Um, what's the next word? Yeah, symptom. Uh, this is a physical or a mental feature that indicates a medical condition. Uh, sometimes when you go visit the doctor, uh, you'll say to you, okay, so what are your symptoms? And then you'll need to give a list of how you're feeling, what's wrong with you. So he wants to be able to identify what are your symptoms and based on your symptoms, he can then provide a diagnosis. Hey, that's a two in one diagnosis. Very good. <laughs> good. So the a diagnosis is basically when they tell you what mm. they think according to those symptoms. Also, yeah. after the diagnosis, they'll give us a treatment. Okay. Good. So it can be medication or a special diet. So... And, and the treatment will treat the illness, okay? Yeah. And it will help us to, to recover. But sometimes some treatments, they sometimes we can get treatments by ourselves. We go to the pharmacy and we can get them. And other times they won't give it to us. They won't give us that medication. Why not? Well, because of the, the nature of the medication that's been issued, uh, you need an official prescription. So this is a, a interesting word to keep in mind. A prescription really is um, a piece of paper. It's a written instruction from the doctor who has authorized the pharmacy to administer this medication to you. But you need to have a, a prescription from the doctor. That's it. That's good. Without the prescription, you can't get the medication. Mm -hmm. Because some of these medications are quite strong or they can be exactly. drugs. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Now, next one would be surgery. Sometimes we need surgery. There is no treatment or the treatment is surgery. Uh, surgery is usually when you go into the operating theater and they open you up and they yeah. do things inside your body. Um, <laughs> and they're usually quite dangerous also. Surgery mm. is quite uh, dangerous. And also be invasive. Mm. Invasive, that's the word. Very good. They are very invasive. Mm. Um, and the, the doctors who do the surgery, they are called surgeons. Surgeons. So an example, uh, the surgeon who uh, operated on me last week was really nice. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> a phrase of uh, relative pronoun. More words, more vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, we have one that we're very familiar with, everyone is very familiar with, and probably similar in, in Spanish, is vaccine. So a vaccine is a special substance that is used to stimulate the immune system or to prevent uh, the disease. So, for example, just recently, everyone was obligated to get the COVID-19 vaccine uh, and that was to prevent or to limit the chances of catching uh, COVID-19. That's true. And I had more than one vaccine, eh? <laughs> hey. 
and and another word for that that's related to vaccines is side effects side mm. effects so many people have they chose not to get the vaccine because of the side effects good um i remember i was really sick the next day no the same day i was so i had bad side effects oh uh, really yeah Yes, I was okay. in fever. I was sick. Sure. I was very sick. Next one, medication. So we all know medicine. Many of us mm. usually know the word medicine. I take medicine. But then we also have medication. Okay? So it's yeah, in general, all of the medicine. Yeah. Exactly. So it's drugs that's used to treat uh, the symptoms of an illness. Exactly. Yeah. And one last one before we finish. Emergency. What's an emergency? Yeah, this is important. It's a sudden and serious medical situation requiring immediate attention. So if you ha have an emergency, then uh, you need immediate assistance, immediate help. Uh, it cannot be it cannot be put on the sideline or delayed. Um, it's serious. Yes, and we don't want we don't want emergencies. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> Okay, but what we do want is English lessons and we want to exactly. learn English and improve. So if our students or listeners, they want to have a lesson with you, with me or any of our amazing teachers, where should they go? Well, we want to encourage them to go to www.campus.trainlang.com. Uh, first lesson is free. Uh, lots of excellent, uh, great teachers that can help our listeners to uh, improve their English. That's true. So, Peter, thank you so much for your help today. That was really Great useful. Job. And thank I you. hope to see you. I hope to see you next time. Bye bye, everybody. Very soon. Bye bye, everybody.